Welcome to Building Castles, a bookends media podcast paving the way for men and women to share meaningful stories otherwise never told. I am your host, author, educator, and bookends media founder, Nicole Cornelius. Through this podcast, I will be having deep and meaningful conversations with those who have faced difficulties and found the strength and courage to overcome them. I too have faced difficulties, too many to count, and I know the healing power of sharing your story with others. Fernando Pessoa, a Portuguese poet, once said, Stones in the road? I save every single one, and one day I'll build a castle. I not only want to inspire you to face your challenges, but shift your perspective to the bigger picture. Challenges are not just a hindrance. They are building blocks to a more profound life. So gather your stones and let's start building castles. In this episode, I'm talking to my good friend, Jenny Nicotera. Jenny is a mother of three adult children and now a grandmother to three beautiful little girls. She lives in the greater Nashville area and attends Restoring Hope Church in Cross Plains, Tennessee. That is where I first met Jenny back in 2019. She started working in our school cafeteria and we instantly became friends. She reminded me of my Aunt Jan and I was drawn to her. Jan was loud and fun and her presence could take over the room. I tend to be shy and quiet but crave relationships that draw me out of my shell. Jenny not only makes me laugh, she's a good and generous friend who inspires me. Jenny is an overcomer. She is a castle builder. Jenny has walked a very hard road, one filled with control and domestic abuse. She has spent a lifetime allowing others to control her thoughts and her moods. But through her relationship with Christ, Jenny is working through her painful past, learning to let go and moving forward towards a life of freedom. She is determined to stay the course and not turn back to the road once traveled. And the only person she allows to control her is God himself. So let's welcome Jenny. So my friend Jenny is definitely an overcomer. She has faced many difficulties in life. And I would say that the road has been very long. Would you say that's correct, Jenny? 100%. What was your childhood like? My childhood was great, fabulous, loving family grandparents, cousins. I had everything. Everything you wanted? Never wanted for anything. My dad bought me a Firebird in the 70s. I was cool. You were cool. Yeah. I bet you were. Did you have some T-tops? No, I didn't have T-tops, but I had me an (laughs) 8-track. Oh, yeah. That was cool. (laughs) Yeah, so you you never wanted for anything. Um, You felt the love of your parents, would you say? Absolutely. Okay, through gifts and everything. um, But there was no challenges in your family? Not really in my family. Um, no, my I don't. As far as my childhood, it was absolutely wonderful. Okay. So I thought everything was wonderful and perfect until I became an adult, and I've started to realize there was a lot of controlling, maybe manipulation. And it's not, at the time, I don't think it was meant for harm. But as me as a person and an adult, it has really harmed my adult life. So was your first husband, was he controlling at all? No. No. Quite the opposite? I mean, quite the opposite of your parents? Yeah, it was more like a, a freedom, but basically probably more of a freedom as my own place, my, 
didn't have to answer to nobody it was just he and i even though i was really living in a false reality at the time but i did have a freedom from the control and so how long did that marriage last we dated for five years we were married for 13. so and did you have any children together um after we were married for seven years i had my first son and then three years later i had a second son and then in 1996 um i left okay and then so the marriage ended yeah the marriage he was no longer interested in me the kids our life together in fact his words was you disgust me and you and those kids can fall off the face of the earth i don't truly know if he meant that or if it was just in the build up of the moment of everything he was personally going through it just ended and it ended violent uh not violently just angrily with both of us we just to this day we struggle to still speak to each other yeah and then i mean you're in each other's lives because of your two sons yeah so then where did you go there where did you go after that so when i left my first husband i went back home after being away from my parents for 20 years i had two little boys one was two one was five it was rough so um being out of that controlling manipulating environment of winning what you can and cannot do being a 34 year old adult with two little kids and you're being treated like you're 15 but yet i had to be grateful and thankful that they took me in so you know i had to let all that suck all that up and, and follow their rules mm -hmm. so how long did you stay with your parents when you went back there well, so <clears throat> the first time I had nothing, I left, had to leave all my things. So the first time it was about six months. And um, then I moved into an apartment, got my things, furniture, clothes, things from him. Lived in an apartment for about six months, maybe a year, moved to a house. And it was just very financial I could, as a single mother and couldn't depend on child support and much income it's really hard for a single mother to pay utilities and support two children pay rent so i moved back home so throughout the couple of years i went through there i moved back and forth three or four different times but and then i was on the search all i had on my mind was the search to find what i had lost and boy did i find it and what form was that well, I thought I had found the man of my dreams. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Did. Oh, yeah. He's the man of my dreams for sure. Man of your nightmares. Would Absolutely. You say? Yeah. He's more of a nightmare. He's straight say, out of yeah. hell. Mm -hmm. And he he is the reason for the domestic abuse, correct? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which led you to the physical pain. And then how many surgeries? Uh, to date, 13. 13. How many uh, prescription pills did you say? Um. I was taking 28 prescriptions that led up to 65 pills a day. Okay. So he was definitely controlling. That's there, probably an understatement, isn't it? That's not even a word that it, I can explain him. He didn't, he didn't give you any form of freedom, did he? No, I could no. not drive. I could not use the phone. I couldn't get the mail. I couldn't go to the grocery store. I couldn't go from room to room. I could not do anything. If I did do any of these things, 
It was the beating of my life. He would knock me unconscious. He would hit me. Then when he got me down, he kicked me over and over and over. My three children. In the meantime, I left this part out. I had a daughter with him. So all three of my kids watched him beat me, call me names, throw things. Eventually, throughout this abuse, my boys, by this time, they were 8 and 11. They, I taught them to go to their rooms and lock the door, get under their bed, whatever they need to do. Me and my daughter would go to the bathroom, and I would lock the door, and we would get in the bathtub. And the whole time, he would beat the door, beat the door, throw things at it, and he would come and go with his fits. Sometimes we would be locked in there for hours at a time. But my kids knew not to come out when he, and it was daily. It was every day. I could not do anything to please him. And he would smack me in the face, hit me in the face with his fist. I lost my hearing on my right side. My jaw broke my jaw. It affected my spine. I've had two nine-hour spinal surgeries. It caused my right side to be paralyzed, have paralysis. Two years ago, I had a nine-hour surgery that corrected that on my spine. So how long did you stay with him then? I was only with him for a year and a half. A year and a half? Yes. That and, all transpired in a year and a half? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were with him. I couldn't get away from him. I well, tried then, how to how get did away you, from How him. did you then eventually? He eventually, uh, being the narcissist that he is, called 911 because my mother and his mother were there. So he thought he was going to be a big shot and call the police, and he put his little state uniform on because, you know, a narcissist is all about who they are. And so when the police showed up, they could tell immediately that I was uh, shook, you know, and I had a baby. So they asked both of our mothers to leave. My mother left with my boys. We... We were in Kentucky at this time. That's where I had lived, or I was living with him. And he wanted the police to take me. And they said they didn't have a reason to take me, so they took him. And the day that the police took him out of that house, I can tell you to the date. It was October 2005, and today is February 10th, 2023. It has taken me every day of my life to fight that man. Okay, so that day marked your life forever. And actually, it was a turning point. This was your way out, finally. A chance for you to start over, correct? Correct. Okay. And then what happened there? So from there, we moved, me and the kids moved to a home. I got a job. We lived in Kentucky for 15 years. Um, and I was very, I became very sick in the last few years that I lived in Bowling Green. And eventually I didn't have a choice. My sons had already graduated high school, moved out, were on their own. So it's just me and my daughter. And I was not able to take care of myself physically. I was had a walker, a cane, but all these illnesses were coming upon me and I didn't know what was going on. So actually I was totally bedridden for five years. And when I walked, I had a cane or I had a walker. And then slowly the doctors began to, I had all these diagnoses from blunt force trauma. Okay, so then were you, if you weren't really able to start taking care of yourself, then is that how you got back to your mom's house? Yes. 
we moved back with mom and my daughter was in high school by this time. Okay. And you said you really weren't able to take care of yourself. So you told me you were bedridden, correct? Right. I was able to move around, you know, but I was in, I had just the, the pain was so intense in my entire body. And at this point, had you had all those surgeries or? I had had about seven or eight surgeries and I had had one massive spinal surgery in my uh, neck that they found that had almost made me paralyzed. Okay. And so when, just to catch people up, when did you start coming to Restoring Hope Church? Uh, 2017. Okay. So that's the year I met you. You started coming to the church and then you also started working in our school cafeteria. Yeah, that was a couple years later. I don't know if that was 18 or 19 when I started. Okay. And that's how our friendship formed. Yes. Okay. And then at this whole time, I never even knew this whole backstory that you had. So you start coming into Restoring Hope. Um, you start going to the altar. You let our pastors pray for you. Our, our prayer team starts praying for you. You're starting to see some significant change in a positive way, right? Yes, absolutely. The main, the most change was overflow in 17. That's when I really started to catch the prayers and the oil and the healings and after the overflow in 2017, I just continued to go to the altar and then the pastors got to know me. I got to know them. They knew my story. They prayed, they anointed. It just began and I just got to know the Lord in such a deeper way. The people in the, in the church, it just changed my life. I know the Lord is, gets all credit for everything, but it just changed my life. It, it healed my body. I'm four years, maybe five years this gene free of all the medicine. It's just, I'm completely free of everything. I still have some challenges with my body, but it's nothing that I can't overcome. And the Lord has done it all. And so now we're in year 2023 and it's, it's been a long recovery, but would you say it's been worth all of the surgeries, all of the, the times in the altar, seeking the Lord, would you say it's changed you in a great way? Absolutely. I really wouldn't change anything because all of it has brought me to a different level with Christ. And I would say you have peace now. I do. You have a new freedom. Absolutely. You don't have anyone controlling you. No. No one's telling you what to do, no. when to do it, how to do it. Just no, the Lord. No one's putting a hand to your face. None no. of that. Yeah. You're just no. in a new space, correct? And correct. so you're at a new start. And how old are you? I'm 58. 58. So, I mean, anybody can have a fresh start, right? Right. Yeah. They can, they can work through all the, the bondage, the trauma, and, and find something new. And we're giving all this credit to the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So I do thank you for coming on today. I know this was probably very painful. You were kind of digging in the past. You know, we had to pause at times just to kind of kind of give yourself a rest, but it was good to get it out there. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear about your story. And you probably hopefully have resonated with a listener and maybe they will feel encouraged to, to take all that stuff from the, the past and then start something new. Yes. So yeah. Thank right. you. And I'm excited right. to see where your life ends up. Thank you. All right. And I know you'll be back, right? Absolutely. And maybe we can take a ride in that 
Firebird. Ha! Yeah, I got a picture. <laughs> no, I think we need to go take a spin in it. <laughs> Relive our youth a little yeah, bit. Sounds our, good. Our former glory yeah. days. All right. Thank you, and I love you so much. All right. Yeah, I love you too. All right. It took great strength for Jenny to tell her story. As Jenny was preparing for the interview, she wrote everything down in her journal. Even though she was hesitant to relive the details, after writing them all down, the power they once had was gone. Jenny felt free. Even though Jenny and I have been friends for several years, I never truly understood the magnitude of her story until this interview. Jenny is a walking miracle. She is free of pain, she is free of pain medication, and walks freely without any support. This past October, Jenny completed a 5K in Washington, D.C. with our church. She continues to put her best foot forward, living her life in complete thanks for all that God has done. As I played Jenny's story back, my faith in God began to strengthen. God not only delivers, but He heals and restores too. Not only is Jenny building something beautiful, I am too. Thank you for listening to my podcast. My prayer has been that God will amplify my voice so that His voice can be heard. May your faith begin to rise just like mine did, and may you hear God's voice in your situation so you can go from throwing stones to gathering them and building your own castle.